We learn best when we take action. Forward motion is the best teacher. That's been one of the biggest macro takeaways from the last two years of interviews. You act, you observe the results, you learn, you adjust, and you act again. And this week, my guest is Dr. Thomas Rodel. Thomas is a very successful YouTube channel owner. And around this YouTube channel, he's built a significant business. I've known Thomas for a couple of years now, and I'm really excited to share his story with you. Hi there, and welcome back to Amplify, the digital marketing entrepreneur's podcast. I'm Bob Gentle, and every Monday I'm joined by amazing people who share what makes their business work. If you're new to the show, then take a second right now to subscribe so you don't miss new episodes, and you can go back and grab some older ones when you're done with this one. Don't forget to join our Facebook community. Just visit amplifyme.fm forward slash insiders and you'll be taken right there. So welcome along and let's meet Thomas. So this week I'm delighted to welcome my friend Dr. Thomas Rodel to the podcast. Thomas runs a business called Paperless Movement. Uh, Thomas, why don't you tell us a little bit about who you are and the kind of work you do because it's not normal. <laughs> yeah, the not normal is the new normal. No, I don't hope this will happen. So thank you very much, Bob, for inviting me to your podcast. I'm really excited to have the opportunity to talk to you. And um, I'm doing my best to align with your calm voice. And uh, I heard a lot of other podcasts from you as well. Uh, usually people align with this. However, I have to say, have to. <laughs> I have to say I'm a Bavarian German and we are pretty loud in general. So it will be hard for me to stay this way. <laughs> so let's um, start to talk about yeah, what I'm doing there. Um, you said the business is paperless movement. That's that's a bit uh, confusing, maybe. Mm. So it is maybe the brand is the paperless movement and the real business that is officially the, the, the business behind this is called Tom Solid Consulting. And um, out of this, um, I grew the paperless movement. And um, what I do is helping people to go paperless in the most efficient and productive way. Um, there are a lot of channels out there on YouTube, for example, or websites explaining people what tools to use, what reviews to use and things like this. And a challenge I'm facing also in my uh, day job where I'm still working for as a team lead in manufacturing IT and big pharma um, is that new tools get introduced all the time and people have to switch tools all the time. And um, most people still think as soon as they implement a new productivity tool, all the problems are solved. And what I figured out on my on my journey on all of this is it is not the tool that's solving your problem. If you don't have a great workflow in place or conventions how to work in place in the first place, you won't find any tool that will help you out of this. On the other hand, once you have the right workflow and conventions in place, you can start looking specifically for the right tool that will match these conventions the most. However, I can tell you most of these productivity tools have all the same basic principles that would usually work for all of them. Yeah. All right. 
So a lot of what you spoke about there, it sounds to anybody listening from the outside as quite, well, how would it describe that? Technical. We're talking about business processes. Yeah. Now, what anybody listening needs to understand is you have a YouTube channel with 43,000 subscribers. Yes. So clearly there is demand for what you're talking about there. Mm-hmm. Who tends to be your, I mean, in YouTube, it's quite difficult maybe to to know who your viewer is, but in terms of the people that reach out to you, the people that engage with you, who are the people that are connecting with this quite technical mission of yours? Yes, uh, it, I made a very clear picture about this in the meantime. So I started two years ago with this, as you mentioned, on YouTube. Um, and it started, maybe I, I, I tell you the backstory, and mm. then it is easier to understand where my customer comes from. Two years ago, I bought my very first iPad Pro and an Apple Pencil um, to replace my paper notebook at work completely, 100%. And I was using the iPad since the generation one, uh, since it was released for the first time. However, it never was at a state that it could replace the natural behavior you have when you have a paper and a pen there writing into paper. So that's why I never used this to replace anything. However, at a conference, I met somebody using this iPad Pro with an Apple Pencil. I was able to test it and I was just blown away how fast technology became now. So it really can feel natural. And that's when I uploaded my first video to YouTube talking about the note-taking apps that I found there and the best way to... um, integrate with other apps that's very technical again however i will come to this the thing is when you start using the ipad and you have an apple pencil and you want to make notes you are pretty overwhelmed when you go to the app store and looking for the right thing because there are loads of different note-taking apps so i started making reviews about note-taking apps specifically and um, as this was still a new thing a lot, it was a good niche there to to go in there. That's what I realized. So um, people related to this and I was more or less at the same state as other people in the beginning. And I was just ex- talking about my exper- experience, um, experiences with the apps. And this, this was getting some traction very quickly. So within a two months or so it was a thousand subscribers and I became more or less the expert for the note-taking apps part on the iPad Pro and I realized this already I'm really a data freak so I'm looking into the analytics and all this so for each video I published I was looking what was good where is the retention so for people who don't know about retention it means when will people leave your video so you realize okay i was talking about something at a specific point in the video and those people leave i know next time i skip this or i make it better or different way that was when i was optimizing from video to video each video became better i built it up a studio in the background and all of this so that was that was a natural way for me and um, i was listening to the people commenting And that's one of the most important things that all I have now after two years was built by the community, more or less. It was just requested by the community. And um, 
that what I mean by this, I have my first video, I get my first comment requesting, could I do a view, uh, review about another app? I did this. So it very quickly, I got so many requests that I couldn't do all the videos that were requested. So I started to get an average, what most people want and things like this. So it was all about note-taking apps all the time. And then I got the first request, um, is there any place where all the information is collected that I'm sharing here, which is kind of ebook. So that's when I wrote the ebook, but actually I didn't write the ebook completely on my own. I was the expert in note-taking apps. Um, I was going into details there. However, I already hired a copywriter in this time because as you might hear, I'm not a native speaker, but I wanted to ensure to deliver high quality content from day one onwards. So um, I had a website already in place, um, writing some blog posts, and I was in luck to find a really, really good American uh, copywriter. She is doing an amazing job until today for two years now. And all I have to do is send her the, the links about what I want to talk about, and she make, goes really into detail. I know there's a lot of copywriters out there. If you go to Fiverr or whatever, or Upwork, where you can hire those people. Um, I, I had bad experiences there as well because people re will realize the way I talk on YouTube and the professionalism I have there. And if some blog post is, you know, there's no background there. Mm. So that's how I build it up the content on the go. I was focusing on YouTube mainly. Another thing that I was building up on, on the website then still being in the niche about the digital note-taking apps for the iPad Pro. So that was my customer, people who were taking notes on the iPad and wanted to know how to do it the best way. I made this ebook. Um, I got my first collaboration with Paperlike, which is a screen protector for the iPad Pro, which makes feeling it writing on paper, uh, gets, gets it as close as possible this way. Um, and I introduced a note-taking app comparison table on my website. So I allowed the people to come to the website and choose the note-taking apps they're interested in and see directly the features next to, next to each other. And this just brought a lot of traffic to my website um, because there are a lot of comparison websites out there already, but none of these were looking into note-taking apps. So that was my luck. And I just realized this on the go because I wasn't doing this because the, the trend was there or something like this. I was doing this because it was requested by my customer. So I had this ebook, I had this website with the comparison table and I was keep going uh, with the YouTube channel all related to note-taking apps. And in 2019, um, I already had after this one year things just showed that this is a real business there. So in 2018, in January 2018, I earned my first 218 euros in a month. And end of 2018, I earned 15,000 in a month. So that just shows a good exponential rate there in increasing the business. And people say, when they asked me then, you know, all the people saying, um, Ah, when I mentioned 
that I earned my first 18 cents per month, most of people were laughing around me, yeah? Yeah. Because I was, uh, I'm still working in a high position in Big Pharma, I'm good paid. And if I tell people I get 18 cents for 10, 10 hours of work into this video and things like this, then they just laugh. But I always had this goal in mind to build up this passive income. And um, to have a passive income, you have to make an upfront investment. And I, my answer was always, this video will work for me 24 hours from now on onwards forever. Okay, so in the end of 2019, I earned a lot more. And this obviously doesn't come from YouTube ads. I think I had around 10,000 subscribers, not even maybe in 2018. Um, so it can't be only this and people are now really interested in my surroundings how do you earn money for this and i yeah. think people here will be interested as well how could you increase the income that way as a side hustle <laughs> so. well i think absolutely and I, I think it's a lot of people assume with a youtube channel that your revenue is youtube ads and certainly anybody that's very superficially looking at youtube as a business they'll instinctively think ads but there's just it's, it's a very long road if you want to make your money from ads. So what sort of revenue streams did you build around all this visibility? Exactly. So right now in 2020, the YouTube income from the ads only is, uh, is between 600,000 euros per month. It is good as a side hustle, but it is obviously nothing you can live from or you can rely on. And that was the first thing that I was looking for to build up as many funnels as possible to make the whole business stable. I don't want to rely on one income stream. So to, to tell you the story, how this developed, the first one was ad revenue when in 2018. Um, as I said, it was just $10 or something per month and uh, increasing the more videos I have. Um, and depending on the the date of the year obviously for example on christmas more people searching for ipad note taking ads things like this then you you have more or less income so there's the ads in stream the next one was that after a few hundred uh, subscribers the first sponsor requests came in and i don't like to be sponsored Sounds, yeah. sounds stupid, but I knew already back then with these few hundred subscribers that they know that I'm a really honest person and I'm just having my heart on the tongue, as you say in English, isn't it? Uh, so I was telling what I think about the product and I want to keep it this way. So I saw, for example, this paper, like I mentioned before, um, the screen protector, and this was on Kickstarter because I was looking for something to make it feel more like paper. And I reached out to this the CEO from this company um, just in the beginning and I said, okay, can I test it? And he said, sure. He sent it to me for free. I, don't, I didn't want to have any money or something like this. And I tested it. And then I saw, okay, there's interest. And then I reached out to the CEO again and said, all right, is there a way to have an affiliate link? Because I really like your product, I like your spirit and the customer support you have behind this. And this just matches matches with my own business. So I want to have a collaboration with you. And he said, sure, um, we can look. And luckily, uh, funny enough, I was the very first affiliate. He just built up the affiliate system 
with me as the first person promoting the product. If you go to YouTube now and you look at these uh, iPad Pro things, I think in any um, iPad Pro review videos you see there, even from the big channels, they're all promoting paper like now. That's mm. that's funny to see the journey there. However, I was able to to make a good rate there to get affiliates, and it was, was really worth it. So very quickly, the paper like became one of the higher income streams than my um, the, the ad revenue from YouTube. But it goes from there. Obviously, I was looking into other ways, which is then most people mention on YouTube when you look how to make money on YouTube, talking about affiliates, links in general. So I, I already explained now that I reached out to a company directly, built up this affiliate link. But if other people think about affiliate links, maybe just Amazon comes up mm. uh, as the typical thing for affiliate links. So obviously I built up this as well, but the income wasn't very high. Uh, obviously it really depends on the amount of views you have and the, the likelihood how many people will go to Amazon. So that was not a proper income stream. It was around 20 euros a month or something. While I had already several hundred euros per month just by having this paper-like collaboration. And um, um, and the other affiliate thing back then was with Apple. As I was promoting, or not, not promoting, but um, reviewing a lot of note-taking apps, I had an affiliate link to the App Store. And if people bought the, the note-taking app, then I would have get um, um, a commission for this. And it works for Amazon and Apple back then as well, the same way you get commission for whatever they buy then. If they yeah. come in from this affiliate link and they buy, I don't know, jewelry for their wife, then I will get revenue from this. And that was a great opportunity. However, so very, oh, very quickly, I built it up another funnel with this Apple affiliate link where I implemented it into my comparison table. People were comparing, they found the right note-taking app, they clicked on the link and bought it from there, so I got the commission. Um, I On each YouTube channel I had this, and then suddenly in the middle of 2018, Apple decided we no longer do this. That was oh insane. I was at already $600 per month only from Apple. And from now and then, um, from one day of the, to the other, it was closed. So they're no longer giving you money for anything there. Now it's only for books and music, but not for apps at all. So it was okay for me because obviously I was still working uh, full time and this was a side hustle, but I realized very quickly all these comparison websites, they are solely depending on affiliates from Apple it's insane. They they were bankrupt, uh, not bankrupt. What is it? Um, well, their revenue stream Pretty was bust. zero, zero mm. from one day to the other, and this made me even stronger in my beliefs that I need many more funnels than only one thing. So now we learned in 2019, uh, sorry, 2020. Now the same happened for Amazon. They decreased their um, their commissions for the affiliates and there is loads of affiliate link based websites relying fully on Amazon. And if you have a living standard built up with this and this goes away, then you're really in trouble. 
So that's the reason why I further concentrated on my own products. So this ebook, for example, I didn't publish it on Amazon. I published it on my own website and that was the moment when I set up first for the first time my own online shop to have a, some way to sell it because two things I knew it was very high valuable uh, very high value for many people out there and I couldn't charge this on Amazon because Amazon is also uh, yeah you shouldn't charge more than 9.99 otherwise they take a much higher cut from your income and the same is for lower than 2.99 i think so that was the reason why i said i want to also make money with this so i sold it for what was it 35 dollars back then the ebook on my own shop and it was insane i mean i had a channel with what was it i don't know 4000 subscribers back then or even less but I made so many sales with this ebook that I saw, okay, this is a real business behind this and I want to dig deeper into, into this. And I had a shop. Um, so it was going from there. I had these affiliates in place. I had the ad revenue. I had the ebook selling very nicely. And then we came and coming close to 2018, the end of 2018. And then I um, got contacted by a guy sending me uh, a digital journal. For people who don't know this, what this is, it is just a PDF file that you can import into your note-taking app and you can start making notes in this. The advantage is that you have a calendar where you can just click on the different dates and you can jump to this date, to the daily view and make your notes for this date. So it's an interactive calendar, which is the most, um, the best to compare with a normal paper calendar you're used to, but with the advantage that you can jump around by a click of a button inside this calendar and your notes become searchable. And can I, can I stop you there? Yeah, sure, sure. Because I've bought a couple of digital journals in the past mm -hmm. and what you're describing isn't what I had. All right. Um, I, I had a straightforward PDF with no interaction at all, and I found it very frustrating. Mm -hmm. And I didn't even know what you're describing was a thing. Um, <laughs> all right. It sounds fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> um, actually being able to click the calendar and jump to the day, I'm mm -hmm. sold. Yes, um, <laughs> that's, that's, really the th that's, that's really the thing. Now, um, what you are saying there, as I said, this was a guy who built this on his own and sent it to me that I should review it. Then I thought, okay, th that could work because this guy was focusing on um, executive executive version of this journal. So you could use it in meetings and things like this, because if you, you know, this might be as well, Bob, if you go to Etsy, the, the store where you can buy yeah. all this stuff there's loads and loads about uh, of these digital journals and you're right not even mo not even many have these interactions but it's quite common now to have these interactions in place and that's why they sell so nice because people and that's what is the selling point now right now so many people uh, in in an older generation i would say now are used to have their paper calendars, their paper digital, their paper based journaling and all this. And what I can do now, this is the entry point for these people to become paperless because I can tell them you don't have to change anything. 
you have your workflows in place, fine. You can just buy the digital journal. You can keep going as you did before, but with the advantage that your notes become searchable and that you can jump around in your calendar, what you whatever you like. And even the, the, the searching through the notes is, in my opinion, the, the higher selling point, because just mm. imagine you're writing down some keywords on, on your daily things, and all you have to do is search for it again, do this in a paper, paper journal. So that is really the thing. What I did then, I looked at this, and it was a black and white version. It, it was okay. And I knew the tech that the um, what is behind this to develop it. I, I, I understood this. And I said, Okay, that's that's great. Let's make a test. Because he was selling it for $2 on Etsy already. And he wanted me to review it. What I did then, I said, Okay, you can put it on my shop, but you have to take it away from Etsy. And we will sell it for $10. And um, he will get $3 out of it. So which is the $1 more than he was doing on Etsy. He hasn't had any fees to pay as it is on Etsy. And um, I will, I said, I will make the marketing behind this. And that's what we tested. And it was, it was just blowing up. So I, I mean, in, in the terms of the small community I had, it was blowing up. So a lot of people bought this and they were really happy with this digital journal. And I thought, no way. Because if you have a look at this, pixelated pictures in there and things like this, I said, that's not the quality I want to deliver. And I can do this better and even much more complex than anybody out there could uh, do this right now or, or as it is available right now. So I looked into a lot of other digital genres. I bought them, I looked in this and I, I, I realized, okay, these are really people building this together. There are really great versions out there as well, uh, I, no doubt. But I thought, okay, I know that my people in my community, uh, uh, upper management, CEOs, I realized this already from some comments and seeing the people there on LinkedIn reaching out and so on. So I said, they are looking for something not fancy not something like having flowers and, and pink and things like this. <laughs> they need to sit in their um, management meeting and look good with their journal. And what also happens that I had in mind already, when they're sitting there making notes in their digital journal in this upper management meeting, other people will ask, what, where did you get this from? So what I did, I sat down and created my own digital journal using PowerPoint um, and it took me about two months to finish the beta version. And that's another crucial thing uh, in the business I'm building here that in anything I was doing so far, my community was involved from day one onwards. So I said, I will build this and then I pre-sell uh, pre this. I said, I will build this and it's people just buying it. There was nothing there. It just puts the pressure on myself to really finish it. And I see that there's a commitment from my community that they believe into me because they saw already that I delivered the ebook. So I, I, I created it and it was a lot of work upfront. And then I started a better phase with all the pre-orders and um, they gave such valuable feedback that I rearranged a lot of things in this digital journal to match the 
the demand of most people in this beta phase. And then I launched it in December officially. And then I made these 15,000 euros from this launch with my little channel I have there. And you know, the traffic on my website was, what was it? 4,000 people per month maybe. Um, and that was it. The email list was 500 people, but it was the word spreading now because people were using this digital channel. And that's when I realized, okay, that's another funnel I have to follow up on. Um, sorry about this when the story becomes lengthy now. <laughs> no, I mean, that's the whole, you're doing a fantastic job of telling the story. I mean, I don't have to ask you any questions. You know where to go. It's great. <laughs> All right, Bob. Thank you. So then I will keep talking. Um, and I can talk a lot, believe me. That. <laughs> so I launched this and it was really insane um, how this worked out. And the most important thing is that I knew that is something long lasting I'm building here. I'm not um, trapping people into something and making short revenue streams. These are people following me since day one and spreading the word. And uh, I had this I had this journal there. I think, like I said before, you've done a brilliant job of telling the story of going from starting a YouTube channel because you had an interest through to what's now a really solid business. Thank you very much. I'm curious to know along the way, I have a few questions. I've made some notes as you were talking. And yeah. I think what I'd like to know is one thing, If when, when you meet, I'm speaking to the listener now, you meet somebody who comes across as very competent you're a I mean you're a doctor um yeah you've you've put in the work you know a lot you're very competent but I'm curious to know from you throughout the last it's really three years that you describe which part of your businesses have you have you struggled most with what's what's been the hardest for you that I still have a day job right that was always the thing and um yeah, well, and I have the typical entrepreneur syndrome or um, I'm not an integrator, I'm a creative. So that's that's my struggles. I mm. sit down, I, I have a walk and I come back with five new ideas that I want to follow up directly. And that's what I did over the last two years, following up a lot of routes going down there. And the problem is in in apprentices, the problem, um, most of those things that I started worked. Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> it might sound stupid now, but that brings me into a situation that I'm varying. Well, my I have a coach in the meantime, I just started this year getting a coach to help me out with this to to focus on the, the things now. And we just realized in these two years, or two and a half years now, I built up five different businesses that could run on their own. Um, and that's something I really realized now. And I'm still on my own. I have this copywriter and we come to this in a moment. I have a developer now for the newest product again. But um, I realized, okay, I have to do something about this. But maybe we come to this um, with focusing and losing focus. If I if I keep telling uh, the the 2019 story, we finished no. 2018 now. Okay, you go ahead. I oh, know you had other questions. Well, the next question I had, I guess it's 
it's maybe more for what comes more recently but i guess i will ask the question it really comes to youtube is obviously your comfort zone or at least it is now but youtube doesn't exist in isolation there's a whole constellation of social media platforms out there Mm -hmm. of all of that where do you find you get the most engagement or where do you find your audience actually lives all right um i'm just what i did very early on is um trying to spread the word uh, on all the platforms as much as possible so yes youtube was bringing in the most traffic and it is no longer really the case i just realized that a lot of is coming from google analytics right now why this is we come to this maybe later but um just saying that i uh, implemented very early on in this business automations to to leverage my content so as soon i published a youtube video it was published on twitter linkedin facebook um yeah those typical channels and talking about facebook what i also started very early on in 2018 was a facebook group and i realized a lot of people going in there so it was easy because they already converted what i also put in place was asking questions why do you join where did you find this found uh, facebook group and um, what devices are you using so i know a lot of about these people coming in there already however facebook doesn't make it easy to to automatically track these data so um but i knew most of them were coming i saw you on youtube and this changed now as well people writing i uh the facebook group is um shown on facebook so it was recommended to them so this switched now as well right um so yeah i was trying to get on all these platforms but there was not a lot of traffic coming from this it was just showing up on all the platforms so people become awareness and get the feeling that i'm really famous or how do you want to call it yeah exactly so youtube was still the the traffic source mm. now i was just having a quick look at the facebook group just now as we were talking it's two and a half thousand members i mean that's that's a good sized facebook group yeah um thank you in the beginning in 2018 when i started it i think one within one year i had already a thousand members in this facebook group and it's now a lot less coming in there because i stopped promoting it on youtube so this was obviously as soon i started something i was mentioning it in each video but if i uh if i hate well there's something i really hate about a lot of uh videos when people sit there and keep promoting their new yeah. stuff i really focused on bringing in bring it in naturally and in the most natural way possible and the best example is the digital journal designer because it just fit into my niche i was reviewing note-taking apps and there are some note-taking apps not um, supporting digital journals for example and um and there are note-taking apps supporting this so as soon i was showing a note-taking app supporting a digital journal 
um, I was using my own digital journal, obviously. And I just mentioned as a side, in a side note, if you're interested in this digital journal I'm using here, uh, this link is in the description below. And then I keep talking, but I don't take a lot of time talking about this because this will drop your ret retention. That's just what I, it's just in my case, maybe for others it's different. Yeah, so I always tried to build up on what I already have and try to find products that fit into my niche. And it's the same with the sponsorship. I got a lot of things from China that I should test. And I said, no, I'm not doing this. That's not the quality of my channel. Um, and it goes from there. So yeah, we are still in, in December, yeah, 2018 uh, at this point. Okay, well, I'm going to let you continue the story now. So what happened next <laughs> uh yeah january 2019 let's do this um yeah a lot of income from this was going on and the collaboration with paperlike was very great because i was able during uh, the christmas time to sell the paperlike on my own uh through my shop so I built up an automation, so everything was formatted and, and that was a great time as well. Um, ah, talking about the paper, like I have to go one step back because I missed one funnel here, or one thing that I tested out and maybe your audience might be interested to hear about the experience I had there. So far, I implemented a lot of digital products that I was selling and like for the ebook, uh, charging $30, you get most of the money. There's there's nothing you have to have yeah. a warehouse or something like this. So having this good collaboration with Paperlike and a lot of people loving the product, I said, okay, why don't I sell the Paperlike and they get a bigger chunk of the, the uh, of the price of Paperlike. And I've, I, um, we tested it. I bought 200 paper likes and I got 50% of the, of the profit, um, of the, of the price. No, it was profit. And then I was sending this away on my own and he's selling worldwide and it is insane. It is insane sending this away. Then you get a request. Where is my paper like and all these <laughs> things. So I started to realize what really is behind this. And you really can just build up this if you have a proper team and you have to focus on a lot more when you're building up physical product distribution than I had to do with the digital product distribution. And that's when I said, okay, I sold these now. I made, I, I think, 3,000 euros out of this. But I thought about the time investment I had in the end. This was in no relation anymore. And it is nothing long lasting. There's no passive income. I have to actively send these things away. And for the ebook, you, you write the ebook and it will just sell on its own over time. So that's, that's just a side note here that I tried to go into the physical space as well to send these things away. And I realized, no, I, I keep the affiliate links. That's fine. The time I'm saving, I can focus on my own stuff. That's good, the experience to have. Germany is really the worst if it comes to sending away globally. I realized this as well. <laughs> um, but Germany in general is really a bad place to live when you want to be globally uh, successful and selling um, into other countries than Germany its own. Um, that's a whole nother story when it comes to my tax lawyer. <laughs> well, I told I, him I really, about my thing. <laughs> what I really like there is a lot of people would have looked at that 3,000 
euros and gone, well, it's 3,000 euros. (laughs) But accepting actually the return on investment there, it's much better in the digital products. Let's not be tempted down this rabbit hole. Yeah, it's a very, very smart move. I absolutely Um, agree, you know, and I understand that many people say, what is he complaining about 3000 euros? The thing is, what I realized is, as I mentioned before, I was building up so many different funnels and ideas following up. And this was so demanding that I wasn't able to grow in other ways Mm. and my other things. So I was so focusing on sending out these paper likes and things like this. And obviously, if I would have gone down this road, I could have automated things. But I was just too early in my own business to be prepared for such a big step. And I didn't want to invest or get a uh, investor or something like this to get this off the ground. So yeah, that that's just you're right. Um, it really depends on how you look at it. <laughs> so I guess we should probably continue along this timeline. Now you, you decided not to do physical products. Distribution yes. was yeah. just a nightmare. Um, and this is this was just before publishing this digital journal. I just want to mention. So this was then okay. the next product coming in as a digital product. And um, yeah, then we are in, in 2019. So I 19. So I thought, all right, this is a good thing. It was really successful and it was only positive feedback coming back. Um, and people were suggesting new features in this digital shuttle. So I was collecting this information. And as it was a one-time creation for one year, so this journal was could be used uh, in 2019, I had to build this again into end of 2019. So over the year, I was collecting the information. People were still buying it. But what I realized very quickly, obviously, like you would buy a paper calendar, the most sales you will do in the beginning of the year, isn't it? Or maybe getting to the end of the previous year. Um, So I very early on had in mind two things. I have a lot of work to do creating this. There's a a very high failure rate. You can do so many mistakes when you're building this on your own manually. And um, I, I need a way to automate this and generate this channel on my own. Um, On the other hand, I saw another opportunity because I thought, okay, but there are many people creating digital journals and selling them. So what I did next was building an online course, show people how I built this digital journal and uh, sold it with a much higher price than the digital journal was. So I sold it for 140 euros, I think, and pre-order again, um, gave two months for pre-order before I deliver. And again, uh, a peak in income after I just mentioned that I will do this online course. And it is building up because I was so consistent with the quality uh, that I put out there. And I can very can be very confident that the quality is high because I was seeking for the feedback from the community to ensure that the quality matches their, their expectations. Um, I was going on and this just accumulates because people expect already, like for Apple or so, people say, okay, it will have a certain level of quality. And what I also did, that's that's something very important to mention maybe, all the time, as soon as I published digital products, I was 
uh, adding a hundred percent satisfaction guarantee and a hundred percent money back guarantee no matter what no questions asked well obviously i want to know why they don't want to it have it but um this is a maybe many people say that's a very stupid thing to do when you have a digital product it's a pdf file they can just use it and distribute it and share it with many other people or even sell it on their own um, and you're even giving them the money back however i trust that most people in this world are honest and that's what i just confirmed i sold uh, in these two years i sold more than 2000 of these no in these two years it's 5000 of these digital journals and um i had about five refunds yeah all right so it was is people if if i'm not able to offer the satisfaction guarantee then i think you are not confident enough about your own product i think actually that's a key difference between if you buy a product on amazon you're buying it from amazon you have no relationship yeah. or at least unconscious relationship whereas if you buy it from the paperless movement website from thomas it's a very different transaction you're buying it from thomas you don't want to and if you're part of the community, as most of your customers will be, they're not going to come back and make themselves look bad. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's a good point you brought up there. It is the personal brand that was I was building around this without even knowing. Mm -hmm. Then I went to the, well, I was looking a lot of things like, or watching a lot of things like uh, Pat Flynn and Chris Duckers. And then I went to the Upreneur Summit in London. And that's how we met as well, mm -hmm. Bob. So that's really when I realized I was doing this because I knew I can't talk to people and my family or friends. I mean, my wife is really interested and, and very well understanding and, and let me do all the stuff I want to do. I'm really fortunate there. However, uh, I think many entrepreneurs know most of the time you're sitting alone in your in your dark room and working yeah. on this like a <laughs> like a little hacker sitting there <laughs> thinking about all this but i'm dreaming big and you were talking about my doctor um i can tell you a little side story here when i was going to school the teachers always kept telling my parents that i will never be able to to, to get a proper job i'm just <laughs> not intelligent enough and um, that was going down the route. I never um, visited higher education that would allow me to study afterwards because teachers didn't believe in me. In fact, um, my English teachers, I, I really get the lowest grades in English. I was the worst, you know, worst student when it comes to English. So now I made a PhD in Manchester, UK, and wrote my PhD thesis in English. Um, what are you saying now there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that, that's really the thing that I always had uh, my parents who believed in my, um, in my abilities. And now I also have a wife who believes into all what I'm doing. And it's so important that you have people who don't stop believing into you and um it goes down the road i i always wanted to go to big pharma after i studied um the or i after i finished the phd um i know i wasn't able to join the big industry because people said you have been an academic for such long 
you don't have experience to work in there. Now I'm seven years in industry because there was again one person who believed in me and uh, I was able to improve the team performance of the team I was working for by 60% with the same headcount. So this brings you very fast to the upper management and awareness there and um, brought me up there as well. So I could have gone this, or I'm still going this route in my day job, but now having this own business on the side and, and implementing the things that I was doing for other people, um, I really come to this point where I think um, work on your own dreams, otherwise people will hire you to, to work on theirs or something like this. There's, there's a saying, isn't it? That's exactly the saying. It's yeah. So I think what a lot of people don't understand, and I think you've kind of hinted on it a lot of the time, but your side hustle, so to speak, is actually generating more revenue than most people's actual job. <laughs> At what point are you going to say, okay, and maybe you don't want to say because maybe your day job is listening hmm. and that's fine. But at what point would you naturally say, okay, you know what? I think I need to stop the day job. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's hard to say because I'm really in a situation where the income from my side hustle is even with my income from the day job. And mm. I'm working in Switzerland. It's a really high paid job there. Um, it's not as easy to say. If I would live in Germany and working there, I would have quit two years ago <laughs> when I, or maybe one year ago, because I would have earned much more than I was earning there. It's not as easy as this. Obviously, we have a house here and I have a family to feed and things like this. I don't want to bring them into too much struggle. However, um, yeah, with when we when I finish the story until today, then you will realize that I have too many things uh, in place I'm working right now on that I can't keep doing this for more years to come. I have to make a decision at some point. Okay, well, let's carry on with the story then. <laughs> yeah, all right. So yeah, we were with the with the online courses, and people actually bought it and started to build their own digital journal. Um, the way I built my digital channel. And I realized there were um, high rated podcasts talking about my digital channel. It was insane. And I re I realized that Nodeshelf reached out to me. They, they wanted to um, promote me on their website and their blog. So I made this. We even arranged then that in Nodeshelf, if you go there, if you have this note-taking, that's a note-taking app on the iPad, if you don't hmm. know this. Um, Inside the app, you can download my journal now and you can you can test it there as a demo with a link back to my website. So I have a collaboration inside the most one of the most common note taking apps. That's obviously bringing in revenue as well. Um, paper like I swapped uh, positions. Paper like is also now promoting me in the other direction. So um, with this digital journal, it was a great thing to be. And I was at podcasts and things like this. So this was going very well. And now people maybe think like for the 100% money back guarantee. How stupid are you to do this? People say, why do you do an online course showing exactly how you build your digital journal, which is so unique uh, you're giving away all your your background. And I said, I tell you what, I heard the story about a guy who was, um, he was, what is it in English? In English the, those guys helping you selling houses if you want to sell your house. Oh, uh, an estate agent. 
Oh yeah, as a real estate agent, exactly. And uh, the story about this guy is that he wrote a complete guide. He wrote a complete guide about uh, describing how you can sell your house on your own mm. as a private person. And all his colleagues said, are you insane? You, you know, why should people even uh, hire you then? if they can do it on your own and you're even giving it, giving it away for free. The thing is, people downloaded this and they realized how much work goes into this, doing it properly, all these pitfalls there and all this, that they had two um, things coming up. One is um, so many mistakes that could be done. And the second is, this guy must be an expert because he wrote all this. So he got much more hires this way because people knew he knows what he's talking about and they don't want to make the work. And that's yeah. the same with the online course. People bought this, paid me to get the online course. Then they realized what the, so much work going into this. Um, I come back to him and he should do something customized or something like this for me. And that's that just worked out as well in this online course route I was going down. And on the other hand, it was my first test drive to publish online courses in general because it was something I wanted to follow up. So there was something in the middle of 2019 going on. And um, yeah, then I was doing YouTube videos in 2019 and then I realized, okay, I want to have a membership website and and get my people out from Facebook and and have all the committed people where they can reach out to me and things like this. And then I learned in all these sessions that don't build everything on your own. I was very experienced in the meantime doing WordPress websites because I relaunched, I have to mention this as well, over the two years I relaunched my website six times. Because each time <laughs> I built my website, I figured out new stuff and then I wasn't happy enough. It wasn't looking professionally enough. So I relaunched and built it from up from scratch all the time. So, but this brought me into a position where I really know how this stuff works. Uh, but nevertheless, I thought, okay, um, I have to work on this online course and I want to launch a membership site and people really want this because I reached out to the people asking if they would be interested in this. Um, and oh, there was, there, well, there was actually out of a survey because what I kept doing is always sending surveys. I was using SurveyMonkey, for example, for this to collect more data about the people who are uh, in my community and actually about the paying people because that's something you have to differentiate as well on YouTube. A lot broader audience will watch your videos than the people who are actually buying from you. Yeah. Um, a lot of students watching my videos, for example, and um, they are not interested in buying an online course, how to build a digital channel, for example. And another experience out of this was um, talking about other platforms. I started a giveaway where I was giving away one iPad and uh, people had to, well, uh, like Twitter and follow me there and blah, 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 and sign up to my newsletter. Yeah. So what I got there is 5,000 email subscribers on my newsletter and a few thousand on my Twitter account and things like this. Gave away this iPad. People were you know, hyped. They were happy they was doing this. And then 
I came to realize what have I done there. <laughs> Now I have 5,000 people in my newsletter list, people who are looking for free stuff. Obviously, because where they were doing, they're signing up to these challenges and all this to get free stuff. People like the typical, typical Apple customer, they don't care. They just want to have a quality product. So that's what I realized. So what I did, I went into the email list. I said, I will delete the email list. If you want to stay on this email list, please tap here. So it triggered a tag that is they, they want to stay. And yeah. I deleted it and I ended up with 1000 newsletter subscribers for out of 5000. Well, that's still pretty good. Yes, yes, it is. And it is highly conversional. My conversion rate is at sometimes when I'm launching something, it's 50, 60% of this wow. email list. And I think that's insane. And the opening rates the, the, and the, the ratio to unsubscribers, that this is really um, high quality email list I have there. And that's that's why it's so important to, to have a look at this. But along the way, all I'm telling you here is I answered every email I got. I answered every comment I got on YouTube, every reach out on Facebook, Twitter, I personally answered. And that's what Chris Ducker is preaching about as well, this, mm. this personal branding. And that's really important. And all the products I'm promoting, they have the same mindset. That's so important because when I'm sending them over, for example, to Paperlike, they're selling a physical product, but you have a one year money back guarantee people would say how insane is this uh, you, you as soon you apply the pay uh, the, the, the screen protector it's broken already you can't send it back but it's the same thing it's the same approach there are not many refunding who want to have a refund because it's a great product so being in 2019 back to the the, the online course and the membership site i sent out the survey asking my people how do you want to get delivered the content the most uh, or what would be most appreciated and yeah people were saying youtube and um, I, i mean i'm i always try to get a drop down list never put in a free text thing because yeah. with a drop down and they have a multiple choice you can much easier um, analyze your your outcome afterwards um, so yeah i realized people also want to have a membership website there was one answer i provided there and i said okay then i was scrolling down where i was asking what industry are working in uh, what job title and then i realized oh ceos upper management people oh companies more than 30,000 uh, people and i thought <laughs> okay i think that's a good niche niche to 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 build a membership for And I, I started to look into who could build this, what platform. That's what is a complete new area for me to add a membership site. And I have to mention here that in, in the meantime, I had one website, which was the shop on Shopify. I used this platform. I had my blog, which was uh, paperlessmovement.com or still is. And I had uh, Teachable, no, Thinkific I, I was using mm. uh, for the online course. So people were already living on all three platforms, um, spread it all over the place. I had to build up my own automations. If they buy in Shopify, they were able to buy the, the online course in Shopify 
to sign up automatically in Thinkific, all this, but I lost track as soon as I joined the blog and things like this. I knew already at this point, membership site, yes or not, doesn't matter. I have to bring everything together in one domain. That Mm. was one goal anyway. However, I thought that's a good opportunity to start from scratch again with this website. And um, I found BuddyBoss as one of of, uh, pretty common thing uh, for many people to do. And they offer uh, to install you all this stuff and they have their own platform with a lot of functionality and things like this. And I said, okay, I will invest 10,000 euros into this while I was creating the online course. And they have a lot in place, how they provide you um, with help and you have a own product manager and developers and blah, blah, blah. And I spent my first five, and it's, it's, it's paid in chunks, yeah? So 5,000 euros here and 5,000 euros there. And I, I know that I can be really annoying for people like this because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I have a, a, a clear picture in mind what I want to have in the end. And I really try to provide what I want. With the membership side, it wasn't as easy as I didn't know what it really should look like in the end. But I realized they just installed plugins. Um, I don't want to blame them for them. They're doing a great job. They're really kind, uh, polite and things like this. And I'm sure if you are not a techie and if you have no idea and what they delivered, that was a good website. There was a solid website there. However, I had in mind a lot more complex stuff. So. I spent this already. There was no refund policy. And um, I said, okay, I have to sit down, do it again. Three months were already lost. I uh, had still to do the online course. And we were coming into the end of the year where I have to create a new digital journal again for the next year. And I knew that will be an income stream and the, the December sales coming in. So that was a big challenge last year, end of 2019 to focus on all these things. Obviously I delivered and I realized I came to a state where I started to promise to my community that I will will deliver something and I was no longer able to hit the deadlines or deliver what they expected. I mean, I delivered what they expected, but it took me much longer than I was uh, promising. And also in my day job, it becomes more or less demanding over time. That's just unpredictable. Yeah. So it was a hard thing, but I wanted to get this membership done because the idea of having all the people in one place away from YouTube, away from Facebook, all on my, again, Chris Ducker there, uh, never build your house on rented ground. Um, this is something I just said, I want to accomplish this to make the whole business complete more or less. So I built this up in November and I said, I will launch a membership site and uh it was a lot of <laughs> a lot of less uh, or not much of sleep in this time and then i sent out a newsletter there will be a membership site you can go to the alpha testing now it won't be perfect but we have to test it in some way and it was still working on this uh, buddy boss platform that i customized then um and they went in and the first thing I realized when I made this launch, 
my payment wasn't set up right and everything went into zero. Oh. So they paid for this. They went into the, they got registered, but the payment wasn't going through in, in PayPal. So now we That's come awkward. to the point where it is so important to have such a committed community by by making the making it um, yeah by filtering it. I reached out to these people and I said, "I'm sorry, there's a mistake. Can you please sign up again?" And you know that this will draw give a big drop in conversion to get all the people already signed up to sign up again and pay actually. But 95% uh, signed up again and paid. And most of them paid in one year in advance, but there was not much there yet. But they had the trust into the brand that I built there that I will be able to deliver this eventually. And this gives you such a boost to keep going with this. And the whole December, I took off from my day job to have the chance to focus on my business and get everything straight. I built a digital journal in this time. I uh, built this membership site, so it was stable more or less. I had to get things straight with my tax lawyer because we still have to hand in the stuff from 2018 and 2019 to date. It's still not finished because in Germany, a guy doing all the stuff as I do in a digital world, selling all over the world, that's a real problem. That's not many people doing this in this complex way. So I spend a lot of money for the tax lawyer already so we can set up this. And this guy is already a paperless tax lawyer specialized in uh, e-commerce and things like this. So I'm even talking together with the CEO of uh, Fastbill, which is an accounting software in Germany, um, who develops now uh, own automation just for me so we can get the taxes straight. Wow. It's unbelievable. So the, 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 there was a whole new construction site coming up there that I have to work on as well. Um, and all is this in December. However, I um, managed somehow to, to launch all this and also the digital planner. The issue with the digital journal was this time I didn't do a beta, a better test. I just launched it because I thought, okay, I rearranged the old digital journal uh, because I had it already and launch it again. That was a bad idea because just after launch, a lot of people found bugs inside this. So if you clicked on whatever 10th of October, it was jumping to April, things like this happened then that I didn't realize would happen. And obviously on your own, you can't properly test all these different situations. Mm. So I still was working on this digital journal for one more month already in January. And this is a no-go because people obviously want to use it in January already. And the worst thing about this, it is not an app. In an app, you just optimize it and you launch an update or something like this. Here, if I launch an update to the digital journal, people who already wrote in the previous version can't bring their information to the new version. So they have to start from scratch. And it was crucial that I get this done as soon as possible so they don't lose as much uh, notes they already have taken as possible. Um, I figured it out and this just brought me to the thing in 2020 now. I, I really need an automated way we can rely on to create this digital journal in a 
in a proper way. I'm working two, three months on this digital journal. It sticks on my mind. I was thinking about different things like getting in VA, training him, you know, giving the course that I already created, how to build this digital journal. I thought, okay, that's, but still a manual process. We have to have quality management back on then. Um, then I was reaching out to several agencies asking if they could build this. They say, yes, for sure. Give me 10,000 euros and we make an MVP. And I was sure <laughs> I wouldn't get what I was looking for in this MVP. And it will be a much more in upfront investment there. Um, I met people who are really interested in the idea that you can make a lot of money by a, simply a PDF working for informatics and, and agencies who wanted to partner up. But I quickly realized they have not the right spirit behind the whole thing. Um, and then I suddenly met an old friend I was going to school with, and he's a very professional developer for big companies now. And I told him the story about this digital journal and how good this was selling. And he instantly grasped the idea how he could build this. Mm. And I was openly talking about this because I knew, first of all, it will be hard for anybody to build it the way I was building it. And the other thing is they had no funnel to market it. And that's a problem of a lot of SaaS um, service as a, a software as a service uh, companies. They're building a great product, but they have no sales funnel in place. They have no marketing. They have no community they can share it on. So they have to spend a lot of money on ads or things like this. But this was the argument. I'm the part of marketing. He's the guy who is programming it. And we make 50-50 on this only part of the digital journal. Um, he will do the technical support. I will do the marketing support and things like this. And that's how we made a contract and started working on this. I implemented for the first time, as this was the first time doing teamwork in my, in my company, uh, the, the tools I brought into my day business in the teams where I increased the efficiency. I implemented this on my own business now. I was so happy to be able to do this now. And within two months, we published uh, the MVP, which is in closed beta better right now. Um, right after launch, we sold 150 pre-orders for something which is not published yet. That's really insane. And uh, the feedback is incredible. People love it because that is exactly the thing what people say, they, they go to Etsy. Now we come back to the beginning. They go to Etsy. They're looking for the right channel, but there's always something missing. And as I collected all the things people want to have from my journal, one, one easy example, some people want to have lines to write on, others want to have gridded. So that's one of the features. People can now go in and click their options together, landscape, portrait, gridded, lined, all this. And that's already enough as a selling point. The most important thing is here, I, again, I look into the future and we build the framework ar work around this in a way that we can make an app out of this and, you know, go from onwards there. And that's where we come to the situation. This is a business on its own already. I have the membership side there, which is very uh, successful as well. We have the YouTube channel, which lacks of content right now because I had to focus the last month on all of this. Um, and I'm at a, at, at a stage now where I try to stabilize, um, automate as much as possible and um, um, 
to build up a team over time to really get the whole thing to the next level. Just uh, number-wise, in 2019, I made my first six figures out of this business after two years. And that's where I know uh, now see I'm still you know, increasing income each month compared to the previous year. However, it's not going that fast uh, as it was going before because I'm on a limit as much what I can deliver. And that's really now the breaking point where I say, okay, I need a team. I know now exactly workflows that I can outsource in some way or form. And I saw already with the, the work with the developer how in good quality products you can get out when you have somebody with his own genius zone and I give away the things that I'm not as good and just complimenting each other. And I took the marketing part very seriously now. So I switched from active campaign. I had a lot of automations going on there um, to intercom, which is uh, giving me now a, or closes the loop of the customer journey. It's incredible. Mm the way I can see my customers right now and the automations I have in place when people, because I had to find a way with getting the support tickets in now from my digital journal to really understand who this is. And now I know as I migrated everything to one domain now, everything is living on one um, database, my online courses, my online shop, I'm also selling merchandise, um, uh, the ebook selling, all this, and the membership is all one user registration there. And it makes it really easy as soon as he starts writing in the chat to me uh, to see where he was, what he bought, how, what value this customer is, and so on. And now everything clicks into place. I was looking for Intercom a year ago, but it made no sense back then. Having the, uh, the journey of these two years, I, I told you now, brought in all this you know, the understanding why I need all these systems in, in place to get to the next uh, step forward and to automate things. Um, yeah, that's, I, I could go on forever with this. <laughs> I bet you could. I think, well, you kind of bring us up to date and you've told such a good story and I was really happy to just let you roll and tell it. Thank you. Because I, I can imagine I can't imagine you trying to tell that story in 30 minutes. It just wouldn't be possible. <laughs> okay. But it's such an interesting case study for anybody listening because ev any business, it, it isn't an event that just happens. It's There's a very long process behind any business. Mm -hmm. And yours is such an unusual one in many respects, but so achievable in many others that if you have an idea, I think one of the things that really strikes me in your business is that you learn when you move you don't learn by standing still and having ideas you learn by executing mm -hmm. and it's the f constant feedback loop of trying something seeing what happens learning from it communicating about it it is the listening it is the scrum approach isn't it it's not a typical project management thing where where you set a goal and you try to reach it i was doing being agile to to use the new terms nowadays and adjust but out, but without even knowing i did i never trained myself this by reading books or something like this it was just naturally happening um so yeah it is yeah. it is exciting times yeah so i guess we should probably bring things to a close quite soon because i'm looking at the the dial and we've got one hour 14 minutes mm -hmm. so i'm trying to decide right now 
do I spread this over two parts or do we just keep it all in one? I'll worry about that another time. <laughs> but one of the things that struck me when you were talking was I didn't realize that this was a, a, a digital journal designer that I could design my own journal. I thought it was something as you were speaking that was just going to automate some work that you had to do every year. But actually designing your own digital journal, that's a whole yeah, that's different value proposition. Exactly. So how much does it cost to buy your digital journal now? Well, right now in the pre-order, and that's that is that's the thing. We we would need another hour to explain all the the funnels and things I have in place okay. right now. For example, a member gets fifty percent discount of all the things they buy in my shop, and uh, it is and twenty four dollars for the pre-order, and it will go up to forty nine dollars as soon as we launch it. However. Um, that's not a fixed price because and I have to go back to the digital journal right now the digital journal is no longer just a calendar where you can jump to different days it also has now a project manager in the back of the end where you can jump to certain projects you have a to-do list manager in there you have uh, I can go on but what I'm talking here not everybody needs all this stuff but for now, people had to buy it um, anyway, if they need it or not. And it is for more than 470 pages, this PDF. And wow. people had to import this into their note-taking app and things like this. With this new designer, they can just select what they need. This also makes the price dynamic. So I can catch the people who say, I would buy it, but I don't need this and it's too expensive. Now they can just say, I don't want to have, I only have want to have daily pages, for example, or only a week calendar, which is only 10 pages long, and they will pay for what they want to have. And another price model that we will start end of June, the official launch will start of this. Um, the price model will be that people can uh, customize their own digital journal once by, by, by paying one time. However, the feedback I received so far, is there a way that I can build several journals? So obviously this would become much too expensive. I will, for this reason, offer a yearly uh, subscription where people can buy a yearly subscription and build as many uh, journals they want to build. Um, one more thing to mention in this regards, there's uh, some companies interested in this digital journal. I, I have one CEO who forced his leadership team to buy the digital journal to use all of them use this. So that was also an inspiration for this digital journal designer because what you also have in there, you can customize your designer the way you want it. You can change the color. You will be able to upload your uh, company logo to make your personal white label branded uh, company branded digital journal that you can distribute to all your your people in your company as the one single source of truth or how do you want to call mm. it and this is um this will become if you if you choose these options like customization it will become much more expensive obviously the more you select there well i have lots of ideas <laughs> but i think that's something we're going to have to take offline yeah sorry <laughs> <laughs> no obviously my speculative brain is rolling full of opportunities here mm. so i guess what i would probably sum up with is i guess if people want to get in touch with you how would you like them to do that yeah as i inter, uh, integrated intercom now simply go to paperlessmovement.com 
and there will be a chat window you can just write me maybe i won't off won't be online right now but i can follow up on all the messages i'm receiving now as soon as possible and one question i always try and finish with which normally i give people a tiny bit of warning but i forgot with you what's one thing you do now that you wish you'd started five years ago nothing i wouldn't be here and i wouldn't be going on like this if I wouldn't have had the experience all the two years. If I would start with this, what I'm doing now, I would fail. Okay, that's a great answer. So Thomas Rodel, thank you so much for your time. You've been ridiculously generous with your knowledge. Thank you. And yeah, I can't wait to hopefully see you again in person soon once all this nonsense is finished. Yeah, sure. Can't wait too. Thomas is a great example of serving first and selling later. He doesn't hustle his audience, he gives them value, and they reward him by telling him what they want. There were a ton of lessons in that interview for anyone that was paying attention. I'm going to have to go back and listen again, so don't be proud if you have to go and do the same. There was that much gold in there. Before I go, just a quick reminder to subscribe, and if you haven't already, then join our Facebook group. You can find a link in the show notes or just visit amplifyme.fm forward slash insiders. I would love to connect with you on social media. You'll find me wherever you hang out. Just search at Bob Gentle. And if you do, let me know and I'll follow you back. And more than ever, I would love for you to subscribe to my YouTube channel. It's very early days and every subscription means so much to me. If you enjoyed the show, then I would love for you to review it on iTunes. It means a lot to me, and I don't say that lightly, and it is one of the best ways to help me reach more subscribers. My name is Bob Gentle. Thanks again to Thomas for giving us his time this week, and to you for listening, and see you next week.